1: Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Wednesday, August 5th, and these are the top five stories the Chi Chi team is watching right now. Pentagon officials have reportedly said that they have absolutely no idea what President Trump was talking about when he described the gigantic and deadly Beirut explosion on Tuesday as a, quote, terrible attack carried out using a, quote, bomb of some kind. Hours after the explosion killed at least 100 people and wounded thousands, Trump said during a press conference that he, quote, met with some of our great generals and they just seemed to feel that it was not some kind of manufacturing explosion type of event. They seemed to think it was an attack. On the flip side, CNN has reportedly spoken to U.S. defense officials who said there is absolutely no indication that it was an attack and, if there was, Efforts would have already been made to protect U.S. troops and assets in the region, which has not happened. Lebanon has blamed the explosion on the accidental detonation of more than 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate, and the country's officials have reportedly raised concerns with U.S. diplomats about Trump's so called attack language. This is highly alarming. Scientists say that a coronavirus vaccine will likely be less effective in people who are obese. For example, vaccines for other diseases like influenza, tetanus, rabies, and hepatitis B have been shown to be less helpful in treating people with obesity. It's a pattern that researchers say will possibly continue in the search for a COVID-19 treatment. Rashak, a nutrition associate professor at UNC Chapel Hill, says, quote, No way to a vaccine being developed by next year for people who are obese. The issue is of particular concern in the U.S., where more than 107 million people are considered to be overweight. Those with the body mass index over 30 are among those at the greatest risk of experiencing severe COVID-19 symptoms. This group includes about 42% of American adults. President Trump must really be paranoid about November. His reelection campaign has continued its baseless war against mail-in ballots and has even sued the state of Nevada, which plans to carry out the presidential election almost entirely by absentee voting. Nevada's governor signed a bill on Monday that vows to provide every voter with ballots by mail and limit the number of in-person polls due to the coronavirus pandemic. But Trump and his advisors have railed against the voting method, which is safe, by the way, and have claimed with absolutely no evidence that it somehow makes elections more vulnerable to voting fraud. The campaign suit against Nevada says that statewide voting by mail is unconstitutional, stating that it, quote, effectively postpones and prolongs Nevada's 2020 general election past the election day established by Congress. But isn't that what Trump was also trying to do? This is taking working remotely to a national level. Due to the coronavirus, Joe Biden will no longer travel to Milwaukee later this month to accept his Democratic presidential nomination at the party's national convention. Initially, Biden planned to deliver his speech in person, but his campaign has scrapped the entire idea out of COVID-19 precautions. Instead, the former vice president will deliver his speech remotely at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. The Democratic National Convention will be almost entirely virtual due to the ongoing pandemic and the mounting number of cases in the U.S. The Republican National Convention will also be completely virtual after months of going back and forth with venue changes. President Trump said on Wednesday that he will probably deliver his acceptance speech from the White House. Legendary writer and best-selling author Pete Hamill died on Wednesday morning at the age of 85. The Daily News reported that Hamill suffered a fall this weekend, injuring his hip and died of kidney and heart failure following emergency surgery. Besides serving as editor for both the New York Daily News and the New York Post, Hamill wrote more than 20 novels and over 100 short stories during his career. He was also featured in the pages of The New Yorker, Esquire, Rolling Stone, and New York Magazine. Hamill was a frequent witness to history. His most notable event could possibly be walking alongside Robert F. Kennedy in the Ambassador Hotel when an assassin opened fire in 1968, and Hamill helped disarm the killer during Kennedy's last moments. Reportedly, Hamill was survived by his wife, daughters, and a grandson. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know.